Only a 12th level intellect has the slightest hope of surviving what you are about to experience. I thought to talk about. Oh, nice! <laughs> prior nice. to us. it's not very, it's not super interesting. But like, so <laughs> uh, the first episode of this podcast, I opened up with a thing about, uh, hey, you know how it was the bat plane in everything, and then Tim Burton made it the bat wing, and now it's just been the bat wing since then. Yeah, or you know, mostly anyway. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, so I've been reading the Batman it's I can't remember exactly what it's called but it's like a collection of like the very first Batman comics um uh so you know his very first comic all the way through like I think there's the first like 20 or so um all detective comics and whatever nice. and the very or maybe not the very last one but very close to the end there's one of uh he's fighting these weird like Frankenstein monsters that Hugo Strange creates and it's basically what Strange Days is based on. Oh yeah, you know, the like, monster man, exactly. right? Yeah. Is, there's yeah. Like, well yeah, that too, I guess. Uh it I guess it has its roots in that, yeah. Um and uh but like there's like it's exactly like the Strange Days uh short, which I didn't really realize. Like the design of the monster guys is like exactly what we see. Like he's got a big weird like farmer hat and stuff nice. like that. <clears throat> but so Batman's flying around in the um it doesn't say what it is. I think he says it's the bat plane and it's just a, a big bat like it's it's not it hasn't been really altered at all it looks like a fighter to... jet doesn't it <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, the yeah well in, in the cartoon it is in the <laughs> and oh, this is it's gotcha. just a big bat and uh and well, like a <laughs> like a animal looking bat like fur and everything yeah like... well wings and a head and stuff yeah that's it's wow just like okay. a thing and but he uh <laughs> in the cartoon he puts like a canister that just very clearly says like tear gas or something across it but in this he's just shooting it with bullets and then mm-hmm. he like kills all of them in a horrific way and knocks them off buildings and stuff and it just made it just made me remember how how much of original batman comics he just kills people and shoots people with guns all the time yeah yes. <laughs> superman was kind of the same way superman would beat a lot of people up <laughs> <laughs> to let, that would be yeah. the end of lesson. I mean, he does that anyway. That's his thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, he just snaps people's necks, all sorts of things. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know. There, there wasn't really much of a point to me saying that, but there was just an interesting tidbit that I, I always forget that Batman is so murderous in those and that it's sort of tied into my Batplane thing, but not really. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if, if you enjoyed that little me talking... How about another hour and a half of it? Welcome to the 12th Level Intellects podcast. And by an hour and a half, I hope that that's the actual length because the last two have been way too long, and we'll, I apologize for that. We'll aim, we'll aim for an hour and a half. Yeah. We're talking about two movies today, so hopefully we can try to keep those kind of short because we also have another couple letters in our untitled mail segment <laughs> that I'll try to not spend forever on. Um Oh, who am I? You know, I'm James Strecker, and this man is is Tad Kandrick. Hi, uh, that would be me. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Todd Kondrock. <laughs> it's the joke of saying words wrong. Um, all right. Well, so here we are. A, 
Yeah. <laughs> There's a Legion of Doom video game coming out. I don't know if you saw this. It's a Lego really? Legion of Doom. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah well, cool. it's just called Lego DC Super Villains, but it's it's uh, like what who you would expect from like Super Friends Legion of Doom um, mm-hmm. and the Joker, because the Joker always has to be in these things. Um, <laughs> it doesn't ex- it doesn't have like voice actors or anything, but usually the Lego games are just a bunch of like wow ah. Ooh, and stuff instead of actual <laughs> like dialogue sure, uh, sure. so i think it's uh not really that important for that part but i played lego um, batman i think yeah. it was two maybe i played three but i mean i played I, like the lego star wars games back in the day yeah I've, I've played those indiana jones um i have lego batman one and two but i think only my wife has played the first one and i haven't nice. played either of them <laughs> but, that was cool uh, there's an open world feature yeah thing like that's always fun (laughs) yeah they're entertaining and i like uh the star wars ones like basically follow the star wars movie story but they have uh i don't know obviously additions to it for you to break lego buildings and collect little coins and whatever (laughs) Uh, but the batman ones are kind of more fun because they're just making up an original thing like i think the first one has like a bunch of arkham villains breaking out and then they just you just go round them up one by one or whatever yeah but I don't know if this will be like a Justice League versus them, or if it'll just be like you are the bad guys and that's the main thing that you do. So <laughs> That'd be we fun. don't really know enough about it yet. Um, but that's that's a thing for me. Nice. Now it's your turn. <laughs> um, we learned <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> is going to be Mysterio in the next yes. Spider-Man movie. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. I'm on Which, board with that. I mean, as we've said before, it confirms Spider-Man's coming back somehow. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> Infinity War is not the last time we see Tom Holland I did as see Spider-Man. something about like people questioning whether they can even have trailers for Homecoming 2 or whatever it'll be called because right. <laughs> they'll just be like, do you just not show spider-man <laughs> or something because it'll come out that same year i think next yeah year. So. I, I don't know the release dates but maybe they just hold on to it and just that'd be the yeah. kind of thing that they play with the new avengers yeah. movie because well that's the yeah. thing is i'm sure that they are smart enough to do that but is sony smart enough to play along and because <laughs> they <laughs> i don't know they're running all the 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 trailers and all that stuff usually mm. i think last time people were complaining about that because the trailer gave away like the entire movie and they're like oh sony doesn't know what they're doing showing everything and da 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 but that could be anybody's fault because the movies do that all the time anyway <laughs> yeah yeah we've had that problem with dc especially remember yeah. that batman versus superman trailer i think yeah, it was the, the one third that one that shows doomsday and everything that <laughs> the <happens>. entire movie <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do remember um, that. <laughs> right, that that one happened. Uh, but no, Jake Gyllenhaal. That'll be cool. Mysterio is a new villain that we haven't seen in a movie before. So it'll be yeah, I think cool. he was supposed to be in Spider-Man Four or something. Like they were gonna have him be it, or he was. Mm-hmm. There's some like animatic storyboard thing where uh, Bruce Campbell was gonna play Mysterio. Oh wow! Uh, and it was gonna be revealed that all of Bruce Campbell's cameos in the other movies are him as mysterio i think that's awesome (laughs) Uh, but it was just like the opening of the movie was the police like bringing mysterio into the police station and whatever that wasn't the main villain or anything i don't think but Mm -hmm. you would think they'd be leading to the lizard because they introduce the um right doc Doc connors yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. and but then they did that in 
the next Spider-Man movie anyway. Mm-hmm. So whatever. <laughs> um, all right. What is my other thing, James? Open new tabs. Oh yeah. Um, there's. Have you seen this uh, Thundercats like Teen Titans Go-ish thing that's happening? I saw a, l- a little like thirty second thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> looks I guess that's cute. It looks like it's Steven a... <laughs> Universe uh, animation. Yeah, kind of. A lot more. Yeah, like just that. a weird little chibi characters. Yeah, the. Um, I guess for anyone that doesn't know, obviously Thundercats was a '80s animated thing, but they they they're bringing it back uh, <laughs> in 2019 in a, a Thundercats Roar. So it's essentially the Teen Titans Go of Thundercats. Um, yeah, <laughs> your popular '80s already, um, yeah. brand verbs. <laughs> yeah, just turned into whatever. Um, I I guess cool i never cared about thundercats anyway but it's after my generation did you ever watch so it it's... they did another one too there was an anime reboot so this is technically like oh, really? the third yeah okay. they did something for tsunami a few years ago because it's not something that has just like teenage mutant ninja turtles has continued to just have new iterations like one right after the other not one after but... the other yeah but then yeah. it's come back a few times yeah, but I don't. I didn't realize Thundercats had had already something. But still, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess <laughs> I. I don't personally feel like offended by it, but I can totally see why anybody would feel the same way about this as they do Teen Titans Go or mm-hmm. whatever. But I, I, I don't know. It could be okay. It, obviously, it looks more aimed at children than Thundercats might have been. But Thundercats is probably aimed at children also. Just. Yeah, more yeah. <laughs> action-y and in a time of like Schwarzenegger movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not. I don't know. It was now we. It, it sold toys and stuff like that too. Yeah. Now if we have a Schwarzenegger movie, it's just disappointing and yeah. depressing, and he's falling apart as a yeah, human being. Yeah, but people really like cats, you know. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a good point. I, I think that's a reason why it's it's back. <laughs> People see cats. Yeah. We can, we can do cats. People love cats. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, that's, that's all I have to say about it. I liked the um, <laughs> when they brought He-Man back while Justice League was on. Uh, I liked watching yeah. that every once in a while. I was going to say Thundercats reminded me of He-Man yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's the same kind of sword and sorcery. Big, big and rippling, a... strong, sure. weird well, animal I know characters. and He-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leotards are involved. <laughs> yeah, a skull yeah. with a with blue skin for some True. reason. True. Yeah, yeah. He's a mummy in Thundercats. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's all I got. I don't know. Um. I was going to say Batwoman. Weird day. They announced Batwoman oh, yeah. is coming to the CW universe. <laughs> that's, um, that's something that will hopefully be cool. I hope mm-hmm. that they don't just make it a weird like. I think they're oh, taking Batwoman them to Gotham City. Here, but, yeah, but I just hope it's not like a oh we don't have the rights to Batman specifically, so we're just gonna do Batwoman as if Batman never existed or something. Yeah, that would be awkward. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they gotta bring him in somehow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's gonna be cool um, to see Supergirl. Oh, this is a world where we have Supergirl and Batwoman instead of Batman and Superman. Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's supposed it's the next crossover, I think, between yeah. all the series is introducing her, introducing Batwoman and Gotham City. And mm-hmm. Do you think that's because Gotham is having its final season and so there's no Gotham related things it's possible. So they have to make another thing? 
Uh, it could be that. It could just be. Man, I hope it's not connected. I never got into Gotham. Yeah. Um, there's either. no evidence <laughs> if it is connected to it or not, but. I don't think it really could be because I think it's pro- it's set in sort of modern day, but mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne's like, you know, a preteen or whatever. So. Yeah. Um, are there weird sounds in your room right now? Like, cluck, 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 cluck. I don't know. Every time you talk, I hear a weird sound. There's birds outside, but... Huh. Okay. Well, if you can't hear anything, then it's probably fine. <laughs> you got me scared. It's like, that's a, a setting for a horror movie. Is right there a man there. standing right behind you? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> there is not. There is not. <laughs> Who's that in the corner, Ted? I don't recognize that guy. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> feel I've free seen to tell me if there's movie. anybody standing behind me too. Yes, <laughs> you're, you're in the more scary situation over there. I you're am, in like yeah. a dark library. Yeah, I'm in a spooky little house. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think we're done talking about news, so we can move on to uh, which one? Which movie you want to talk about first? Well, I saw Deadpool. I saw both of them uh, back yeah. to back, and I saw Deadpool first. Okay. So, well, then we should it, talk t- about technically that. Technically, it first. came out first too. It also is first in my heart. No, I don't really have a... No. It's also a sequel. So. Yes. <laughs> so it's really so, its second. But, but it Han, first. Or Solo is more like a... Well, Han, Han shot first, so... That's... Okay. Anyway. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you're listening and you don't... If you haven't seen one of these, uh, I put the time codes in the place, the description. Go skip it if you don't want to hear things you don't know about. Um, we, we Deadpool will spoil 2. them. It's a sequel to Deadpool. It's the second Deadpool movie. It has Deadpool in it. Uh, it has all a lot of the same characters as the first one. It has a lot of the same mm-hmm. situations and jokes and, and stuff. And all the things you expect him to do. He looks at the camera. He talks about his penis. Uh, you see his penis uh, once. <laughs> when it's small, yep. very small. <laughs> the baby, um, it's baby legs. Who knew Ryan Reynolds had such a small uh. penis, you know? Um, and uh, On display. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I okay, I didn't like it as much as the first one. I still liked it. Uh, I think what I was saying just now about how it rehashes a lot of the same kind of jokes. Like in the first one, he loses his arm and he has a tiny hand. And this mm-hmm. one, he loses his legs and he has tiny legs. Like, it's still funny, but it, I don't know. I feel like the first one was like, oh, this is this brand new type of superhero movie. I've never seen this before. Um, you know, I don't know what to expect him to do. And now the this one was like, oh, these are all the things. Oh, there's a slow motion fight scene where an awkward pop song is playing that doesn't really go with the scene. Oh, right. what do you know? You know, just whatever. It's still uh, funny, and I'm I'm all just the being negative, jokes. but yeah. yeah. Yeah, they use the dubstep joke too many times. <laughs> Which is three. I think they use it three times. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> it's the comedy is repetition, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> what did you think of the movie? Um, I liked it. I got there late because uh, there was really bad traffic on the way to the theater. I don't think I missed anything, though. Mm. <laughs> you can let me know. I got there right as he was doing, like, he must have started off in a situation and then had a flashback that led up to, was it him trying to kill himself when he's laying on the barrels? Does it yeah, open? it just showed, it it, it just showed a sequence of him lying down on the barrels and and smoking and stuff, and that, that and then he blows blows himself up and says like, "Oh, you wonder how I got here." Well, and then it goes back. back. I must yeah. have walked in right after he said, "Let me take you back," because I got it as oh. it started to jump. Out. So I had that. and then <laughs> and he just suddenly like blows himself up. 
<laughs> well, by the time we got there, he was like, and now we're back. And I was like, okay, I yeah. can kind of fill out the gaps of like the 30 <laughs> seconds I might have missed walking in. <laughs> at least at least you didn't walk in like after Vanessa dies or something. Yeah, that would have like... made it yeah, a little <laughs> trickier. No, I got there right on time. <laughs> so do um, you know is vanessa a character in deadpool comics i, I haven't read much Deadpool yeah. comics so i don't okay. really know um i can't talk to that but i want to say think she, so. i think maybe she is because someone i feel like pointed out last movie that she is supposed to be a different superhero character later or something like that i don't know someone's oh sure. someone's angrily saying it at the podcast right now but i i don't know what it is i know domino is matter. from the comic she's part of the yeah, x-force yeah. she was in yeah the same that book. was a refreshing thing i think i liked her character she was um, awesome yeah, yeah actress the actress was a little bit not in the same like category of humor that was something that kind of bothered me throughout the movie is that every character had their own like humor mm-hmm. style which i guess is better than them all being exactly the same but i felt like oh when deadpool says a joke it's usually funny when every other character says a joke it's kind of like oh i'm i see how that's supposed to be a joke now but uh-huh. <laughs> i'm not really <laughs> laughing at it. i don't know like the kid the um fire fist <laughs> yeah and yeah Rus- russell most of his jokes were like oh boy i don't know about that <laughs> i i know like halfway through you know the whole plot is deadpool's um he's connected with this boy at the beginning uh because he's like on his first training case with the x-men um yeah. colossus like kind of sticks his neck out for deadpool brings him on the team and deadpool uh, they end up um going to a mutant hospital where like apparently they're um abusing the kids so deadpool mm-hmm. takes it on itself and he uh, assassinates one of the guys there gets him in a lot of trouble and then he i guess cables back here to stop the kid from growing up and killing cable's family so deadpool's trying to protect the kid so that he doesn't grow up to become this monster um mm-hmm. halfway through i started to stop caring about the kid i was just like yeah oh, you know i'm on a cable side he needs to probably die. <laughs> yeah he's, he's annoying yeah. yeah he's bratty he's just hurting everybody <laughs> yeah. maybe he has a point <laughs> so yeah he's just causing too many problems and like when the juggernaut eventually shows up uh i don't know he just immediately sides with the kid like i felt like there was going to be a moment where we're not anti-kid on the 12th level until I, podcast. I guess no, no <laughs> just this, this one in particular fire fist <laughs> i mean if we're on the same level as brainiac brainiac doesn't really like children too much probably i don't know they're, they're sticky yeah yeah so <laughs> and as we know brainiac don't like sticky things <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so it's so a juggernaut common, uh, was there. Juggernaut's fun. Brainiac. Juggernaut yeah, was. But, um, but I thought Char- Juggernaut was going to eventually He's... like turn on Russell, and well, yeah, and then that would be Russell's totally. redeeming moment or something. But it didn't. He just yeah, I'll do whatever you want, kid. Okay. Yeah, Juggernaut's Professor X's brother. He talks about mm-hmm. that for a second. He does like yeah, a quick little. That a I don't think he backstory. was. I don't think he was in. X Men Three or whatever he was in, he might have um, been. He but was I don't not in it a lot. He didn't have his helmet in that movie, did he? <coughs> or am I? He did, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't like this was mm-hmm. a lot more comic accurate of a Juggernaut. Um, I noticed he also uh, someone. I think Colossus tried to rip it off his head, and then he tried to keep oh. it on. Is that a thing? <laughs> Is that a thing? Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, um, it's like he explains that it's it's to keep Professor X from. Oh, his mind or yeah. tracking him or whatever that makes sense that's why um, it keeps it on 
<laughs> but like uh I'm pretty sure I mean this all goes into the how the X-Men movie timelines are all messed up, but I'm pretty sure in X-Men 3 Juggernaut is not Professor X's brother because Professor X has a brother that's in the hospital and that and then mm. he transfers his mind into the brother and that's how he survives exploding into a bunch of little bits if you recall any of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but when I don't does, think when did the brother thing happen? That was in X Men Three, also. Is that the end of it? Yeah, hmm. maybe you gotta rewatch the X Men movies. Yeah, <laughs> Except that I have X Men Apocalypse sitting on my my bedside table right now, and it's due today, and I gotta watch it today. I guess if I'm gonna watch it, I, I haven't seen it. So I tried, I didn't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Which sucks because I'm, I really wanted to like it. So yeah, I mean, maybe I need to give another shot. Pretty great. Yeah, I liked yeah. that one. That one was awesome. Um, so I like Deadpool of, too. Yeah. I, I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I didn't. Um, I guess I really like the after credit scenes. I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. The X Force yes. is funny. I, I want to talk about them first. The, how they <coughs> sure they just die at the beginning of the mission, and it's <laughs> it was uh, after all the stuff. They had a cool little. Um, I guess it's, it was a uh, when they're in the X Men mansion and Deadpool's talking about how Fox can't afford to give him any of the good ones. Yes. <laughs> so they got stuck with Colossus and um yeah, uh, Juggernaut, the I guess. Other X-Men in a room. Yeah, they're room, right. They're playing slowly. cards or something. Yeah. Even though they those are like the 90s versions of the mm-hmm. X-Men, it does, so it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, it was cool. <laughs> but that was kind of the Kelsey Grammer looking version of Beast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I think we see Professor X in there just yeah. slightly. So that was funny. Yeah, the uh, I guess I should bring up because Maddie Washburn timeline vanishing point man mm-hmm. sir, uh, he has brought up a couple of timeline related things with this movie. Um, one is that in the post credits, so Vanessa you know dies at the, like the start of the, that's what the catalyst for everything, mm-hmm. right? So if Vanessa he 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 keeps Vanessa from dying, but because of that none of the rest of the movie should have happened so he didn't need to then go back and save peter uh from dying yeah <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm talking about like he should have if he had done that first okay but he didn't need to do it at all if he saved vanessa <laughs> like that wouldn't have none of that would have even happened that would have been the first step <laughs> <laughs> true um, very true and then he goes and he kills uh x-men origins wolverine deadpool mm-hmm. um which was a really funny moment everybody in the theater laughed at it when i was there yeah, uh, yeah. you know it was obviously he, he poked fun at that version in the last one too um but maddie had had brought up that he he created like a reddit thread when the first deadpool came out about how even though Days of Future Past erases almost all of the X-Men movies, it doesn't erase that area of X-Men Origins Wolverine, like the, the present-day part of that movie. Hmm. So that Deadpool should still exist in the 80s. Um, uh, so the fact that he goes back and kills him and then he says something like, uh, like just cleaning up the timeline, don't mind me. Uh-huh. Like That could be just a generic joke, but it also could be like a direct reference to Maddie's <laughs> Reddit thread about how... <laughs> that I part still so. exists yeah. so yeah I, I also hope so <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> pretty funny congrats maddie <laughs> ripples through the the internet uh there's a green lantern reference too this is oh yeah he kills Ryan himself he kills <laughs> while Ryan he's Reynolds. reading the yeah. script at first yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I appreciate that these movies do stuff like that because that's all what Deadpool is, is like breaking the fourth wall and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And even though it tries to stay grounded enough in the like X-Men universe of the Fox X-Men universe, it's it's sort of its own separate thing from that too because it it knows it's doing all these things like Ryan Reynolds is real, Hugh Jackman is real. Mm-hmm. They make a bunch, you know, which which professor are you bringing me back to, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's right, yeah, Pat Stewart or uh, yeah, McAvoy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, McAvoy, yeah, yeah. He's um he's self aware. <coughs> he's a fictional character. That's a, yeah. always been a lot of the fun with Deadpool, is he's yeah. got that sort of meta contextualization. I was kind of surprised they didn't make any sort of joke about Cable being the son of Jean Grey and Cyclops. Yeah, I thought um, that, I thought so. Yeah, I was so I guess either he isn't that. in this or whatever, but he didn't. Even if he wasn't, I'm just surprised that Deadpool didn't say something about mm-hmm. that. Though I don't know what it would have been. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah it's good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that it was like the fact that we just saw you know Infinity War that any of these things that are so soon after it are just going to be sort of underwhelming. But mm-hmm. uh, and that's not its own fault. Um, (laughs) but i think comparatively it's still a little bit lackluster compared to the first one and to other recent superhero films it's kind of amazing we have so much stuff coming out all at the same time (laughs) yeah yeah um i saw isle of dogs too i'm not trying to talk about that today i enjoyed it is that isle of dogs or i love dogs it's both depending on how fast you say it wes anderson movie it was cute (laughs) <laughs> oh, speaking of speaking of uh, saying words, um, I looked it up. It is promenade, um, but it's also okay, <laughs> so here. So it's it's both. Uh, this is this was last episode. Is we had a very small argument of how prom- promenade or promenade was pronounced. Is, we should okay, have a new so, segment of the show called <laughs> "Words with Friends." How does this? How do you say this word? Yeah. Uh, so. The original pronunciation in United Kingdom is promenade, and then, but in America it's apparently promenade or promenade. Mm. So all right, you red coat. Both of us are right, but also I think I'm more right because <laughs> this is how we the, say it in America. If the English, if the English say it that way, it's probably right. <laughs> but like, uh, no, I think um, it's it's kind of the same way where I hate people saying like homage. I always say homage because that's how the French say it, and that's how the word uh-huh. is. It's an it's an original French word. It's there's no other there's no translation. So why would you change the pronunciation of it? I don't know. Why not? Although I guess it's a little bit pretentious. It's like saying like, "Oh yeah, I was on my way down to Venezuela." Like just you know putting like a accent on exactly what you're saying or whatever. Uh, but I don't know. That's Deadpool 2, I guess. We don't really have a lot to say. Uh, And then we also saw Solo. We're going to talk about that in this episode. There's too many movies in too little time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, well, that's good. Um, My general impression walking away was that it was good, nothing amazing. I thought it was... it it didn't make Han Solo feel weird, which is what I was worried about. Like it, I was weird. True. I was w- True. Worried that it was going to be weird that it wasn't Harrison Ford, um, and then it wasn't weird. I don't think. I think they did a fine job of making his character 
enough like what like if they were just writing the script i kind of figured that they were thinking you know what would harrison ford han solo do in this situation what would he say and then they just give him that and then the you know all yeah, Alden yeah. Iron Reich or whatever his name is <laughs> has he, to just do that, I guess. He's not trying to do a uh, Harrison Ford impression. He's doing his own, like he's not doing like uh, he's not changing his voice or anything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. While it's still, yeah, like you said, it's uh, feels very much like a Han Solo. Um, I do think that uh, Donald Glover's Lando did try to control his voice. To yeah, sound he definitely like did sound a lot more. Like mm-hmm. 70s black guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he did a great job. He didn't steal the movie for me like I kind of expected him to. But I still... Mm-hmm. Uh, a great casting choice, and he did a great job. Um, really yeah. particular about his capes. So yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, I like how they initially say, like, oh, he's got an interesting style or whatever. Because when you first see him in Empire, he just looks like a disco guy. Like he has no, right, it's right. very 70s. So it's not like, it doesn't su- seem super Star Wars. So it's just funny that they acknowledge that. They're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. he he's all about these clothes and that and looking like that and acting like that and whatever. I had um, a few points going into it of stuff that was like, I want to see this in my Han Solo mm-hmm. origin story or it like missed the mark. And it mm-hmm. did a lot of the things I wanted to. One being... I want to see the part. Uh, what's it called? The um, Kessel Run. I want to see him do that yeah, in, yeah. in twelve parsecs and whatever that means. Let's see that. Uh, <laughs> and we got to see that, so that was really cool. Even though it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It was like they're in a wormhole sort of thing, and it was like a like some sort of area of space, I guess. Yeah. And then he had to take a shortcut uh, because he was being tailed by an Imperial Star Destroyer. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, I I liked that they found a way to, because people have always nerdily argued about like, oh, they, when he says he made the Kessel run in twelve parsecs, parsec is a unit of like measurement, not a or like a you know space, not time. Right. So, how did, so there must be some kind of weird like wormholes that he jumped through and all this and stuff. But did. then it turns out the Kessel run is just a like you have to go this way, but he chose to take a shortcut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Lando was saying it takes twenty four parsecs to get through the yeah, castle run, or something so he like did that. It, yeah, twenty twice as quick. <laughs> yeah, like so, I, I do like how he says some twelve level made it in twelve math. parsecs. Yeah, twelve <laughs> level parsecs. I like how he says, "Yeah, I made it in twelve parsecs," and then Chewie says a chewy sound, and then he's like, "I, I rounded down, or, or yeah, like, not yeah, if you yeah, round yeah. down." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I like so he's Chewie. just been lying the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was another thing. I wanted to see how he met Chewbacca, and we got to see how they meet. And yeah. as soon as they um, kind of threw him down there to the beast, it was very much like the, uh, what was it, in episode six, the Bantha? Rancor. Is that what it's called? Rancor, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It felt like that scene, but it ended up being Chewbacca. That's what I thought it was going to be, and I think that's what you wanted. they wanted you to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was really cool. <laughs> there was, was I, I, I think I said after I came out that I uh there were a handful of things that were a little bit on the annoying side of like how did han solo get his blaster whoa here's how or whatever but like (laughs) you have to do some of those like if you didn't do any of them it's kind of like a like a damn if you do damn if you don't but if you like so basically this movie didn't need to be made is the bottom line but since it was (laughs) if they didn't throw any of those things in 
people would would be upset either way, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but there weren't too many of those. There were a couple that they maybe didn't need to do, like at the end when he says he's going to go... Um, yeah, oh, see, I, I see heard a new... about Jabba the Hutt. But he doesn't <laughs> actually say Jabba the Hutt. I That's, know, but... We should have heard the name drop, and we should have seen that hut. <laughs> we, that should have been, like, a crucial piece of ending. Eh, I feel I like okay we're missing with... stuff. Like, in yeah. a, I don't know. I um I read the Star Wars comic that Marvel put out as soon as the license kind of switched over. Mm-hmm. And one of the early story arcs involved Han Solo's wife, coming Hmm. like encountering the group and she's like this black woman i can't remember her name um but like those are supposed to be in continuity somehow (laughs) and i don't know when she fits into the story but she can't if he's going straight to tatooine to go get mixed up with jabba unless that lasts for a few years they'll meet her there or something i don't know yeah i I, um, I do let's talk about his group let's talk about okay uh, okay woody harrelson he took me out of the movie he did. Yeah. <laughs> you just saw Woody whenever, Harrelson. Yeah, whenever he'd appear, I was yeah. like, he's in every movie like this. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of uh, Zombieland-ish in that way, where he's just there as Woody Harrelson. Like, oh, hey, it's Woody Harrelson the whole movie. Like, you you don't see him as whatever his character's name is, Beckett, I think. Yeah. Um, I started getting really confused um, which side he was on. Because yeah. it seemed that there was a lot of... Sw- switching back and forth and like double dealing people and then like yeah. the double dealt would double deal you and you'd be double dealt under the <laughs> right the double dealing double dog dare you <laughs> yeah double dare 2000 it got a little confusing <laughs> uh, yeah i By thought so it. when when at the near the end like they 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 go to vision's palace again yeah that and, was paul uh, bettany was the, the villain <laughs> yeah. yeah which i don't think he was supposed to play that character i think in the reshoots they they oh uh, you think he was out of hired him I'm he pretty ha- sure. He had this crazy just scar across his face. Looked like something yeah. just it's, so that, yeah, that was that's cool. how you he know he was a bad guy. He got redder or something. Yeah. 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 He's There's always some... going to have something on his face. <laughs> what was the group he was with? It was called Crimson Dawn. Yeah. I and then we so. learn by the end of it there was a really cool Easter egg sort of came in right. by Darth Maul. Um, yeah. From episode one. The last time we saw him in a movie, he had been chopped in half and half yeah thrown down that whatever and now he's over here leading the crimson dawn and which i think this is that's supposed to just be like a tie-in to the cartoons the rebels and clone wars and stuff because i'm pretty sure they have darth Darth maul's up here weird spider legs and stuff or something but they killed him off um, in rebels so this must be like some time in between the two yeah but um yeah but yeah i that this movie had the most of those kind of uh, links to the shows and comics and things that you wouldn't know otherwise, which I guess is fine. Um, but most mm-hmm. of the Star Wars movies, even Rogue One and whatever, tend to tie directly into the other movies. Like they don't right, really. Right. It's like the Marvel movies and the Netflix Daredevil stuff. Like they they acknowledge the the shows acknowledge the movies, but not vice versa usually or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, now here's the vice yeah, versa. <laughs> yeah, because like yeah. The, yeah, the the Darth Maul thing. Like uh, Jessica was like, is was that actually Darth Maul or just like his dad or something? I don't understand because like <laughs> he's dead. Right, <laughs> so, he got cut in half. But, yeah, and I I haven't watched any of the Rebels, but I know that he is on it and that mm-hmm. he fights Obi Wan Kenobi and all that stuff. So I know I was like, oh, I guess that's a thing with this or whatever. But. um yeah, someone yeah. had told me that there was a weird cameo 
in the movie, like an unexpected cameo. Um, so the whole movie, I was looking out for that. Um, I knew it. First, uh, I knew it going in. I spoiled uh, myself just because oh. it actually made me excited to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. But at first, I thought it, I thought that they were maybe referring to so that you know the whole movie was like ninety percent reshot or whatever by Ron Howard, who right. directed um, Willow. Uh, and the and Grinch, a bunch, of, bunch of other stuff. Jim yeah, Carrey's uh, The Grinch. <laughs> let me see some. It, other it felt like a Ron Howard movie. I remember thinking that happened. It really through. did. Yeah, like, yeah. Definitely a Ron. It was Howard a very movie. like, like kind of fantasy adventure thing mm-hmm. compared to some, and like that seems to describe Star Wars in general. But it felt a lot more like a never-ending story kind of like era uh, movie. What are, what are other things that he? Oh, he directed. A Beautiful Mind, which uh, Vision guy is also in with, or I can't oh. remember his name, Paul Bettany. Um, yeah, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, he was Opie. Willow. And, and Andy Griffith, <laughs> but, he was Opie. Oh, you're right, yep. But so I thought <laughs> um, that the weird cameo was Clint Howard, his brother, because Clint Howard comes out of like the robo cockfight ring and is like... Uh, is like, hey, get out of here, robot! I, this isn't your place to be. To oh, the, yeah. to, uh, I can't remember freaking characters' names. Right to the to the robot. R D three J whatever yeah. the hell her name is. Uh, and uh, so I was like, oh, is that the weird cameo? Because that was kind of abrupt, and like I know that's a famous actor. That's Ron Howard's brother. Okay. And then, but then later, I thought it was Warwick Davis, who's the main. Mm-hmm. He's in it later. He's, he played Wicket yeah. in uh, yeah, the Ewok in, the in episode six. Right. and But he's also the main actor in Willow, a Ron Howard movie, mm. So I, which I just watched recently for the first time. And that's this movie reminded me a lot of that, actually. But okay. um, so then I was like, OK, I guess that's the weird cameo. But then, yeah, the very end is there's just Darth Maul. I'm like, OK, no, this is the weird cameo that everybody's <laughs> talking about. You know it when you um, see it, yeah. I like Darth yeah. Maul. He's one of my favorites. So, like, knowing that going in, I was like, I want yeah. to see some Darth Maul. I go play some Duel of the Fates. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And they kind of did yeah. that. So Even though the he music... didn't have any action, he just appeared on a no, hologram. He, he stood there. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Just well, a, if they had uh, just had him show up, that would have still been cool, too. But I don't. Mm-hmm. if they had had him do anything other than stand there, that would have been kind of like out of the blue or whatever well yeah well, <laughs> it already was liked it yeah yeah i um, um i kept expecting knowing that he was in it i kept expecting the uh the marauders <laughs> who were chasing after them oh. with the cool masks i thought he was gonna be the main person the, there okay. but instead it was this uh redhead freckled girl who yeah. uh looks just like bryce Dallas howard it's not her <laughs> what? No, you know Ron what? Howard. He's uh that's his daughter, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. She's in like um Black Mirror and stuff. Yeah, but So he wrote Why do you think she looks like Bryce Dallas Howard? Because he wrote her into the movie. He's like, I'm going to have I'm going to have that be someone who looks like my daughter. I don't know. I well, I disagree <laughs> that she looks like her in any way, but okay. Just in the red hair and the freckles, that's all. <laughs> Just she's a girl. She's yeah. got skin. Uh, Arrested Development Five just came out, season five. I'm gonna watch that pretty soon. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's in that. Speaking a lot. of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's... Um, the music in general uh, was different than usual. Uh, in like Rogue One, it's Michael Giacchino mm. who did like the Lost score and so. And he, 
did a very good job, I thought, of like copying the same sort of style as John Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, you could the, hear one, hints of yeah. other songs, like I said, like Duel of the Fates and even yeah, the Star and Wars the Star song. Destroyer, yeah. yeah, yeah, and the Star Destroyer shows up, and you hear a a very like bombastic sounding Empire kind of music. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to see who the composer is. John Powell. I don't know who that is, but um, it was different than normal, but then it had, yeah, those hints. And I also liked uh, in when he's like, they're trying to escape through the like train station or whatever. And yeah, uh, yeah. And you, you see the ad for like, join the Imperial Academy. <laughs> and it's just playing a major chord version of. The dun 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 yeah, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. dun music, and I thought that was really funny, like uh, like a clever way of doing that. But then that just means that that music exists in the universe, <laughs> <laughs> and every time that you're hearing it after that chronologically, it's a dark version of the like Empire propaganda music or something. Well, this is a universe where you have your Moss Eisley Cantina music, so <laughs> yeah, it's that's true. <laughs> nothing's yeah. unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, I I, what else do I have to say? Thandie Newton, I wanted to bring her up. She played Val, who was right. one of the mm-hmm. uh, the thieves in the group. She was also in Westworld. She's the main character in that show. Yeah, so she... I didn't realize this actress existed until maybe a week ago. I watched oh, Mission really? Impossible 2. Was she in that uh, too? And she's the main girl in that. And I remember looking her up like, who is this? And thinking like, Thandie? What kind of name is Thandie? Does she have a... A lisp in her name, Sandy Newton. Like I don't, like, I don't know. I'm sure that's the normal joke to make there. I'm sorry, but and so I was joking about that. Flames, intellect, and uh, and then yeah, she. I found out because I was watching a Jurassic World talk show. Uh, Is she in that too? Uh, no, but she's on. She was on it because she's on Westworld. And Westworld uh, and Jurassic Park may be owned by the same park fictional West, park company. Westworld, Jurassic World, they both Disney World. They're both um, these AI theme parks <laughs> where you go to to die. To die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then now she's in control. this movie. So she's just been in all these things in the last week of my life that I and I didn't know she was in anything yeah. <laughs> that she existed. Wow, Thandi and Newton's a big part of your life. Yeah, she really is. Uh-huh. That's, um, that's beautiful. That's good for you. <laughs> Sheesh, that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, what were you, were you going to say something about her character, or did you just mention She's in her? It. Yeah, I just want to forget. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I, looking on the IMDb cast list, think, and apparently... Oh. Do you think Darth Maul is uh, going to confuse the general audience like to think Pro- that probably. it's set like, before episode one? Yeah, I mean, like, because that would make either sense. they won't remember, either they're just casual Star Wars fans and they won't remember that he's supposed to be dead, and they'll be like, "Oh man, I guess she's involved with the Empire." That's too bad. Or like, "Oh man, it. this is set way before Episode One." I guess yeah, it's like Han Solo <laughs> was older than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He was yeah. like 50 when they meet him in episode four. Well, Chewbacca is 190 here. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> John Favreau was apparently in the movie as Rio Durant. Maybe he was like an alien 
in like make makeup that we don't see or something. I'm not no, sure. No, he's getting his own. Uh, is he doing a TV show or or a movie? I think he's doing a, a TV show. Thing? Yeah, yeah. I read that he's doing a. I want to say it's a show that okay. um, is set seven years after episode six. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That oh yeah, cool. I think we talked about this a little bit. That that's, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um. The the weird slug monster at the start, Lady Proxima. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. That it was mostly a puppet. It seemed like because uh, I I enjoy that they do that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. She is Going voiced by Li- yeah, she's voiced by Linda Hunt, who is what um, uh, the visual base is for. Um, oh my God, what's the character's name in The Incredibles that makes their costumes? Edna Mode. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is like the visual reference for that. Um, That's awesome. Uh, who else is in this movie? Um, you know, maybe like Amelia Clark or something. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, she was uh, good. Which, uh, you've you watched Game of Thrones? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, um, I do. And Khaleesi. Yes, uh, that I thought was going to be something that would take me out of the movie because I would just only see her as uh, mm-hmm. God. I can never remember Daenerys. I know. Yeah, Daenerys Targaryen. Um, and uh but i didn't i saw her as this character which i guess is good mm-hmm. um it's yeah. kind of weird how the original star wars movies just cast a bunch of people you've never seen before and then they became known as those characters whereas now star wars movies cast people you already know um <laughs> right and you're like oh it's it's childish gambino uh <laughs> you know so it's there's not like a i don't know i i guess that's good to get people to go to the movies but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I, kind of I like Donald Glover. I'm a, I'm a yeah. fan. So I mean, I guess not a lot of people know the guy that played Han Solo, probably. So I um, only know him from Hail Caesar, the Coen Brothers right. movie, and he's only in like one scene. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, we were talking before about it maybe being weird that he isn't Harrison Ford, but there was a lot of people saying that. Um, there's this actor he was he started out doing impressions on youtube and then he did like a really good harrison ford impression i can't remember his name but he played a young harrison ford in some other recent harrison ford movie in like a flashback i think it was the age uh, of adeline with um, yeah yeah Mm -hmm. blake lively (coughs) and uh everybody was like oh you got to get that guy like obviously but i think if it was that guy it would have been actually weird because Mm -hmm. he would have just been the whole time like Anthony oh. Ingruber is his yeah, name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, I think if he was it, you would have, it would have been more like a, I don't know, like a high school play of Star Wars where you have to like <laughs> pretend to be this character. I don't know. Where's my family? <laughs> right. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, it, it was okay. I, uh, I did honestly, I think I, disliked it more than liked it oh yeah my my takeaway from han solo yeah i, I wanted i wanted to like to it very often no yeah. no that's kind of how i feel about too which is too the, bad uh, but well i was saying that there's some of the stuff that they probably didn't need to give like origins for in this movie or whatever one of those is like the millennium falcon is just this like spotless pristine ship and then after the Kessel Run, it's just completely torn apart, like almost as much as you would have seen in, <laughs> you know, ten years later or whatever. Sure. Like you can just do. There's there's so much more time between now, <laughs> and 
right. the next movie. And I, I was almost surprised that they didn't end the movie with them like meeting Luke and Obi-Wan in the cantina or something, <laughs> like just ending it exactly where that starts or something. Just but, like they did with Rogue One. Right. Which that was it made like more a sense pleasant for that. surprise, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I guess we recommend both of these movies to an extent. <laughs> Maybe to an more extent. Deadpool than Solo, but Solo, I still enjoyed. If you're a Star both Wars fan, it's still rewarding. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. It's just not a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's still fine, just not it's great. Fine, yeah, it's um, not amazing. It was. I was. Uh, I was happy that I didn't feel in the way I did with Justice League that Solo was like, oh, everything's so weird and reshot and overdubbed and all this right. stuff. Right. Yeah. Knowing yeah. that they did all of that. So. Yeah, I didn't feel that like, way either. It yeah. had a lot of pre-production problems. Like I'd like to know what the ten percent of the movie is that they didn't reshoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that seemed like it would stick out more, but I didn't notice. So. No, neither. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. So good stuff. Um, do you want to, what's the next thing we usually do on this stupid show? Comic relief. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you want to go first? What have Um, you been reading? Well, I hate to, I don't want to spoil anything if you're not caught up on no justice. Mm. I'm not. Okay. Because my shipment didn't make it to this house for no reason. Well, I, I read no justice. I won't go into any details about it, but it's still really good. (laughs) <laughs> it's got uh the last issue is out but i haven't read issue four yet um but yeah they got a new artist on issue three it's no longer francis manipul it right. is who is it i have it here in my hands i am not sure oh my god i can only do this for so long riley riley rosmo <sighs> okay thanks I'm not <laughs> I'm not familiar with his work, but Riley Rosmo. Um yeah, so it's know. a little jarring, it's a little different. The um drawing style's definitely not Francis Manipal. I feel like mm-hmm. some of the the page lay- layouts aren't as creative either, but it's still um the story's going in interesting yeah. cosmic directions for DC. So Didn't I you will say give you that. read uh, Yeah, yeah, Avengers Avengers number one. Mm-hmm. I was gonna bring that up too. I yeah, this is a series reboot from Jason Aaron, who did the recent Star Wars comic for Marvel. That's the one I brought up earlier that had Han Solo's wife in it. It um, There's a Star Wars series. I don't know if he's still writing it. He's probably off by now. But yeah, this is like maybe two years ago. Um, but it took place in between episode four and five. So it was an interesting mm-hmm. time. Like Luke, Leia, Han Solo, all that stuff. So... Um, Jason Aaron's writing this. Ed McGinnis is drawing it. Ed McGinnis is known for doing Batman Superman Public Enemies. Um, mm, okay. That's, yeah, like that's his, his art style. So it starts off with kind of like Batman metal, how there's, you know, an ancient thousands of years ago, there are all these tribes of the bat, of the wolf and everything. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh, these are characters that we know in the modern day, but the ancient versions. So it starts right. with Ancient Avengers, which has... <laughs> Some version oh yeah, I heard something about this. Of um, it's got Thor, it's got Black Panther. And, but isn't like um, Thor? Isn't it like Odin or something? It like might be Odin. No, it he is. Well, like yeah. he is the Thor spot or whatever. Yeah. Yep, it something is Odin. Like no, you're right. Yeah. It's, it's Odin. <laughs> you can see how closely <laughs> I read it. Um, Agamento, uh, the guy who's in Doctor Strange's 
time stone yeah 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 um iron fist and ghost rider and phoenix from x-men so that's kind of fun to have like ancient avengers and they um they face off against these so similar to no justice just these four cosmic looking kirby gods that have invaded the earth it's the exact same plot just like (laughs) oh no there's these giant kirby looking gods that are here to eat the planet and so they're doing that in the the past while in the present day tony stark and thor and steve rogers are hanging out um they're having drinks they're just hanging out as friends um steve wants to bring the avengers back shawarma yeah they're eating shawarma (laughs) they're not but (laughs) basically as soon as the pitch is over the god things from the past come back and they've reawoken for the modern day so the modern avengers is really similar it's got black panther captain marvel is on the team um ghost rider yeah she hulk it's kind of cool is the um do you think it's a case of like like with legacies how we plan things so long ago and then they do the same thing in the comics and so then you're like well i guess we'll just do it anyway i and think it's a say that we stole it sort of a case of um the zeitgeist and collective subconscious sort of thing <laughs> yeah. you know oh yeah you've talked about <laughs> i think sometimes uh, <clears throat> people get the same idea at the exact same time and they uh they happen in different ways so marvel dc's kind of synced like this before like mm-hmm. when they killed off batman um, they did that storyline. They killed off Batman the same time Marvel killed off Captain America. And then oh. Dick Grayson replaced him. Bucky replaced Cap. And um, <laughs> so they kind of had similar storylines at the same time there. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're doing this now with the gods. I almost wondered, like, I was thinking about this, how there's two, how they both have these four cosmic looking gods that represent four different elements it's like yeah um the four horsemen of the apocalypse yeah yeah some some sort of archetypal it's a little too close for them to just be like you know giant kirby looking (laughs) armored (laughs) beings but but that's um, what it is i don't know yeah (laughs) at least in the dc world they have a the excuse of like the source wall got blasted and like who knows what else was behind this like similar things that would have been stuck to the force wall so the source but wall. in this they just <laughs> are there yeah and the avengers they actually <laughs> like i guess they got defeated in ancient times now they've reawoken oh, okay the, so right. a funny difference is like they both have their giant splash page reveals of like oh there's the giant god over the planet but in the avengers one the splash page is like captain marvel's already defeated it and it's basically like tied down on the ground like gulliver's travelers style you know like with the little people tying them down so it's like instead of it being like a big intimidating like oh shit they're in the horizon it's like captain marvel's already got it (laughs) so (laughs) now we'll see yeah yeah uh, see what we'll do with other ones (laughs) the um that sort of sounds also like there's a justice league international um run that has like i think it's the new 52 the start of the new 52 justice league international and it Mm -hmm. has um like giant beings that have just been in the earth's core for thousands of just years chilling, yeah. and they just they just come out and they're like yeah i've been here the whole time <laughs> or there's some sort of machine doomsday machine or something i can't mm-hmm. remember exactly but yeah it's i mean i guess it's a pretty they did like, that in metal in crisis where you have like oh there's this big multiverse gate machine yeah, thing that lives yeah. here in the wherever i guess there's only so many <laughs> that's what i'm worried about with this this the source wall there's only so much space thing. on earth you know well, no, I'm saying like there's so many, only so many 
ideas i think that you can mm-hmm. like every good like movie and comic and book idea like has been done i think at this point and you're just rehashing or retelling it slightly sure or, yeah, uh, sure doing it in a different way slightly but they're not i don't know the hero's journey or whatever is pretty cyclical it it it'll just keep happening and mm-hmm. i think that same thing with these things of like they talk about all oh, the source walls open now we're going to see all these things oh my god we can't even imagine like it's probably going to be a big guy that you have to punch okay this is what <laughs> happens in comic books that's usually so. how it goes yeah <laughs> um yep yeah, just kind of funny how similar the the two yeah. stories are i um, read trinity war nice um and unless you weren't done talking about what you were saying um i mean i only got the adventures i'm probably not going to keep reading it um i only got it just because i heard how similar it was to no justice and i wanted to try it out no justice they're suggesting every planet has a like a some sort of weird ethereal seed so like every it's got its planet tree that can grow because you read the the first one (laughs) but yeah yeah so it's we don't have a machine in no justice we just have these weird seeds I'm done now. <laughs> what, what, did you, okay. what did you read? <laughs> it's seeds. It's not machines. Seeds. So it's different. And machines. Um, machine seeds. <laughs> so a while ago, uh, 2016, I started reading comics. You know this. I'm just explaining this for the other humans. Uh, I started reading comics like for the first right. time regularly. And you had to catch and, up. With the... Yeah, because Rebirth happened. And now I'm trying to, because I wanted to read Dark Side War and all the big giant events that were happening at the end of New 52. So I asked you a while ago, like, hey, what should I read? <laughs> and then because I'm so OCD about knowing everything that I ha- that I can, I got stuck in a, like, well, if I'm going to read this, I probably need to read this first, and then I probably need to read this first, and I probably read, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, so the I, entire New Fifty Two Justice yeah, League so, run by Jeff yeah, Johns, right? Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I have this big list of like every, all the Batman volumes from then, all the uh, Justice League volumes from then, and uh, um, so I have uh, now up through volume six, I think, of the Justice League stuff, uh, and I, but I haven't read the last like three books of it because it's it's very like you got to read. Uh, volume five or volume four and then uh, Trinity War and then Forever Evil slash Forever Heroes back and forth at the same time, <laughs> which is volume five. Yeah, you kind of do. And then you can read volume six. So I'm, so I'm just like, I have all these books that have just come in that I'm just now reading. But I just, I, I read through Trinity War in like three days or something because <laughs> it was very entertaining to me. I, I really like all this magic pandora box stuff mm-hmm. that's going on did you understand um, it can you uh walk me through it because it's been a few years and i remember sure that being real i confusing. will try so <laughs> a shit ton of time ago pandora opened pandora's box <laughs> as mm-hmm. the myth goes and uh it let out all the the seven deadly sins and everybody got angry and jealous and all that stuff that they didn't know how to do before so then pandora and the Phantom Stranger and the Question, which it was kind of weird. It's like a different way to tell the Question mm-hmm. story, at least well, in my version. Well, I think Pandora of is kind of like Crimson Avenger. <coughs> I think she's the Crimson Avenger of the New Fifty Two universe. Oh, because okay. that's the only reason why she kind of matches with the other characters. Like, that. yeah, and well, Crimson Avenger like, is the first hero of DC. He's what the first like masked hero of well, uh, yeah. 
yeah yeah so it's like she kind of is too for the new 52 i guess okay <laughs> but, but like has crimson adventure ever been like a weird like ancient immortal character sort of yeah <laughs> in the jsa okay. yeah okay. the crimson adventure is kind of more of a spirit um in a way it's, it's confusing keep going okay well just yeah they have the quest the question is part of this too which i feel like he's always just been a guy in the past yeah this is such 52. a weird version of the question yeah. so pandora and phantom stranger or the man who will become phantom stranger and the, the man who will become the question are brought before the like shazam council like uh, mm-hmm. shazam and all the other like shazami gods <laughs> i can't remember their name the name of the it's the rock of eternity and the right, center of right. the multiverse and all this stuff and so they're like oh you all did bad things you shouldn't have done those things so we're going to punish you by making you into uh what's the guy in crisis on infinite earth that's like i ha- i have to walk through oh, everything yeah, and see pariah. everything yeah yeah i feel like that's pretty much the same concept they're like Mm -hmm. dooming him or dooming these people to have to walk among earth forever and watch everybody well not forever sure not in dc rebirth (laughs) so yeah okay (laughs) spoilers spoilers Uh, pandora does not end well (laughs) not doesn't make it past issue one or whatever yeah um so yeah pandora it's mostly following pandora and she's like trying to find someone that can hold pandora's box which is like a weird golden skull uh Mm -hmm. and this person that she has to find has to be either like pure heroism like pure good or pure evil there has to be no back and forth in their heart or else it won't work and so she tries it on superman or she tries it on like vandal savage in like the 1400s or something like that and Mm -hmm. it doesn't work and she tries it on superman uh, and he must have some evil in him because it doesn't work either. And he goes all crazy and she nabs it away from him and slips back into nowhere town to <laughs> be never seen again for a few issues. Um, and in the meantime, uh, Justice League Volume 4 is happening where it's there's like a crime syndicate Alfred that's making a secret society. And and mm-hmm. uh, and all the Justice League is the fighting like Amanda Waller's version of the Justice League and all this stuff is going on. Um, but Pandora is still walking around like, hey, can anyone like open this box for me? <laughs> and, uh, and she keeps like meeting up with like, like Phantom Stranger shows up to help the Justice League at one point and the questions there helping them. And like they all have their individual right. stories, but it seems to be mostly Pandora based. Uh, that's the stuff that I clung on to the most, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, that it, I guess I won't like completely. I mean, we talked about she dies, but uh, that's not for a while after. In DC Rebirth, and I think they did that as more of a symbolic, like we're done with the new Fifty Two. Right. Yeah. yeah. Pandora was like, yeah. yeah. It's kind of unfortunate knowing that she dies though, just gets blown up because I I like her character a lot. I think uh, it's a unique, fresh way to do things. Like obviously, we met her for the first time at the very end of Flashpoint, uh, the the comic book. She was the one who kind of spoke to Barry Allen as the new 52 is being re was being written mm-hmm. from the end of flashpoint right and um in all the number one issues of the new 52 that they came out with she is in the mm-hmm. background of every single issue at least in one oh, panel okay. every number one issue of the new 52 if you go back and look That's at cool. it you can see that makes pandora. sense because the question has his big cork board of stuff and she's like oh finally pandora's coming out of hiding and it's like showing a bunch of different pictures of her in the background of there other you things go. yeah so that's cool yeah. I also liked all the Constantine stuff that was going on in this. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole thing was barely Justice League and more 
all these kind of supernatural characters, which I liked a lot. Yeah. Um, Constantine is like, hey, while the Justice League is fighting amongst themselves, hey, Captain Marvel, why don't you come with me? We're going to go, you know, do an important mission. But then he just takes away uh, Captain Marvel's Shazam powers Mm -hmm. and uses them on himself. And then he's Shazam for like five minutes to fight a bad guy. (laughs) Um, And then that kind of ends weird because it's like it was one issue of Constantine's comic. So it ends with like a he he dies and becomes a ghost and then you see like the ghost of a constantine character that i don't know who it is saying like you killed me and now i'll kill you and then it just ends <laughs> and you know, i'll never find out what that is because i'm not going to read constantine but uh, yeah. i think i might have that on my comiXology account because mm-hmm. i was reading all those books on um digitally at the time yeah so <clears throat> yeah, yeah i really enjoyed it yeah um i'm it, glad that i'm now it's kind of weird because if you read volume four of justice league it's very linear narratively and then it skips like this entire trinity war thing to get to the final issue where the crime syndicate comes out of the portal and stuff Mm -hmm. and then this trinity war recounts all the stuff that you missed plus some that you've already read and then ends in the same exact spot um so you they're kind of like you read one and then you read the other one to get the like lion king right. one and a half side of the story <laughs> uh, yeah i gotcha and then they but they both end the same way and then um then the next one would just I assume, well except now i have to read two at the same time so it's, yeah the, it's a kind of a hard way to read the these, forever but. you're talking about forever evil and then forever heroes, and heroes. Yeah, yeah yeah forever heroes is more of like it kind of goes into the origin stories of all the crime syndicate and they're mm-hmm. all really interesting. It's a great um, kind of modern take on those characters. And um, <coughs> there's like some, I mean, it definitely continues the plot with other books. So yeah, I would recommend going yeah. back and forth. That's a good good plan. Yeah, I enjoyed Forever Evil a little more than I did Trinity War, I think. Um, so okay. I think you're going to like it too. It's a really good Yeah, one. I would say I'd recommend this like I'm really liking all this. Most of it's Jeff Johns, so it's good anyway. But the this Justice League line and the tie-ins that go with it, I think uh, if you didn't want to read Trinity War, you could probably skip it because they go over most of the important stuff in the Justice League volume anyway. And then it's kind of just all fleshed out: who is Pandora, why is she here, all that stuff in Trinity War. But um, and a lot of Phantom Stranger stuff too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that that's why I liked it. But uh, I think. If you if you be OCD about it like me and like list out for yourself, hey, read these exact issues in the this correct order, it'll it's it, it it's worth it I think, um, and it'll uh, hopefully I won't hate myself trying to read Forever Evil and Forever Heroes back and forth. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I'd say you could probably get away with saving <coughs> Forever Heroes for after Forever Evil if okay. you wanted to. But yeah, I'll I'll do it the right way. It's worth it's worth <laughs> trying. Yeah. Yeah. All Sweet. right. Well, let's uh, skip to untitled mail segment so that we don't <laughs> run out of time here. Um, there was a guy Nathan who contacted us last time. He asked us about like the layout of the watchtower and stuff. We talked about that for oh, way too yeah. long. Yeah. Um, he sent us <laughs> another message. Um, he says, "Hey guys, it's me again. I asked a loaded question about the watchtower for the last podcast." By the way, James, it's pronounced promenade. Ted was right. <laughs> so, no, anyway. Hashtag um, Ted was right. 
<laughs> this time, but not really. Um, it says, I've decided I'm going to try and get at least one or two questions in for you guys to answer on your podcast each week. <laughs> okay. Uh, Good luck. I mean, feel free to, if if we actually start getting more people or we run, or we talk about Infinity War again, we're probably not going to do these every week, but... Um, uh, but we appreciate it anyway. He says, maybe give it, I'll maybe give a few fun facts and things that you may or may not know about the DCAU. Okay, try me. Um, <laughs> possibly one of my favorite facts about the DCAU would be, uh, did you know the song The Question Plays and later mumbles in the episode Fearful Symmetry was actually a parody of Britney Spears' Oops, I Did It Again? I mean, I guess so. Uh, I, I knew lot... that. I knew that it's, reference. It's It sounds like any uh, like 90s pop song. <laughs> Did guess, you know, so. James, that the song that they played in the Batmobile and Batman and Harley Quinn was the Watchtower <laughs> song from the no, JLU it's... theme song? <laughs> yeah, it is the JLU theme song. Thank yeah. you for showing me that. Um... Yes. <laughs> uh, see, what Ted is referring to here is how I missed it the first time and I had to put it in the second time and I was mad at myself. That's true. Um, I, I, okay. I have a fun fact. Um, okay. My fun fact of the DCAU is in. I save it the for late... trivia Tuesdays, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. But the late '90s, they did some animated tie-in merchandise material to the Batman and uh-huh. Robin movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sure so you can find these really cool uh, bed sheets <laughs> and like yeah, puzzles coloring and coloring books. books. Yeah, yep. yeah. I have the coloring books. Yep, it's got. It looks like Batman animated series, but everyone's in their Batman and Robin looking costumes. It's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Poison Ivy looks really awkward in Tim style with her weird little like sixties like, <laughs> hair things. Yeah, I don't know. Robin that looks anyway. pretty cool. Yeah, it's worth looking. <laughs> yeah, he did. I do like Robin's costume in that style. It's very sleek. Um, anyway, yeah, he says. Uh, also, I think a good name for your mail segment would be Mail from the Metro Tower. I think Ooh. it goes well. With your Watchtower theme, it's a nice nod to the DCAU was as well. It kind of makes sense. Like, you guys are up in the Watchtower and the Metro Tower is down on Earth, so the mail gets sent up there <laughs> for you guys to read, not to mention the alliteration. Yes, the alliteration. Um, ah, I like yeah. it. I like Ma- it. Maybe we, we can find a, a version that includes the word Metro Tower or something. I think that, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, Metro Tower mailbox. Metro mail. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, if you have if if you have an idea, Metro Mail sounds this, like a sexual us. preference. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm trans Metro Mail. Um, okay. Uh, so now on to my actual question for the podcast: Who is your guys' favorite B to C list character from the DCAU? For example, my favorite superhero in general is the Question, but in the show, there's Ooh. Elongated Man, Gypsy, Red Tornado, etc. Once again, I'm sorry for the long paragraph email. Maybe that's why my favorite hero is the question. Anyway, thanks for reading, and I hope you guys touch on this for your next podcast. Anyway, he's, oh, he says, thanks from your crazed and possibly number one fan, Nathan. Oh. If you would like to challenge Nathan on this, <laughs> feel free. Well, I think, uh, I think the question is a great answer to his question. Yes. But we've got other <laughs> – got to think about it for a second. My favorite B2C list <laughs> – um, well, do we have to? Is it have got, to be a Justice League member? I, um, I guess it doesn't have to. I'd say okay. in the animated series, I have always liked the uh, Tigress episode. Um, the uh, was it Tiger Tiger? Or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the name of the episode. Yeah, yeah. I always like Tigress. I thought he had so much more potential in this character arc. For some um, reason, a lot of people think Moon of the Wolf is bad, and Bruce Tim I think has listed that. Or no, I'm thinking a werewolf. That's a werewolf one. I'm I'm mixing yeah. up Tigress. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I'm t- yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the one on uh, Emil Dorian's Island. Yeah, yeah. And Catwoman gets Catwoman's turned into a cat. Catwoman. Yeah, I, yeah. I always like Tigress. I also really like Aztec. 
uh, in the uh, Justice yeah. League Unlimited, mm-hmm. and he had one speaking line in the episode. Yeah. Um, I, I am Legion. Legion. Yeah. yeah, he's like analyzing the wall that the key grabs yeah. Luthor in, and that's it. So I always um, I read Aztecs comic by Grant Morrison in the early mm-hmm. '90s, and uh, he is in the league for like a minute uh, right. in the Rock of Ages story. And uh, then he comes back later in World War Three. But he always had such a cool concept. And um, they brought uh, Azteca, or maybe she just goes by Aztec, um, in Steve Orlando's recent Just League of America run during Rebirth. Wasn't so, she just in like Kingdom Come or something? She was also original? she was in Rock of Ages actually. When they go oh, to the okay. future and they have the oh, little right. team. Oh right, yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so it was kind of cool to see that character emerge in mainstream comics, like what, like twenty yeah. years later. So, yeah, maybe it's in real time, so that's why it's. They'd happened. be kind of doing that with Kingdom Come too. Like characters we see in Kingdom Come will trickle down into the mainstream world. Yeah. So Red Robin and stuff. But Aztec, Yum. Aztec gets my vote. <laughs> I I think I'll agree with Nathan that I like the question, but that's probably because he was featured a lot. Like mm-hmm. we got to know him. Um, I think if. I, there's a lot of characters in the Justice League that really interested me that we never saw do like anything like Wave Rider, Obsidian, um, yeah, Aztec, or some other ones. <laughs> I only yeah, like them because of the comics that I've read, so it's like got nothing to do with <laughs> yeah. the show. Um, yeah, I mean, well, like when uh, uh, Panic in the Sky, when all the Ultimen are attacking, and you just mm-hmm. see like hints of like, oh, there's sand for two seconds and stuff like that, where it's yeah. like you don't get to ever see them do anything the except show, for that. I really like the Adam. I like Ray Palmer. Yeah, it's a, he has good. like stuff in the Return and Dark Heart. Like those are mm-hmm. some of the. Voiced by Doctor Cox from Scrubs. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish we could have seen some of those background ones that we never see. like Johnny Thunder. Mm-hmm. See him like twice or once maybe, <laughs> uh, and like, but he looks like his like 1940s young baby faced self. Yeah, so, I don't so, think like, he could hold an episode. Jack Keen no. Thunder could if they had modernized yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's too close to static in the DC. Oh, though. yeah, that's a good point. That would have been kind of cool to see him on static, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe another season where they like tie in more of Justice League Unlimited, bring him onto the team or something. <laughs> then they would have done like, oh, hey, I'm walking through the Watchtower. Here's a bunch of superheroes. That, like, here's a, a hardware or something. Right, <laughs> that, right. That we never didn't Blood know wind. was there. Yeah. Triumph. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess that's my answer <laughs> is cool. a bunch of them. <laughs> um, and then we have one more uh, piece of mail. This is from Dylan says, says I'm bad with last names. Um, Maybe it's just what he says. Dylan says, hashtag. Um, this is on Twitter. He says, my brother and I just had an idea that I'm not sure anyone else has had. What if the frozen Hitler from Savage Time gets unfrozen, teams up with Rachel Ghoul, Vandal Savage, and maybe a few others, and they together cause the near apocalypse of 09? Ooh. He says, we, we know that Talia was involved, and to my knowledge, the DCAU never does anything else with that frozen Hitler from Savage Time. <laughs> Everything seems to line up to me. What are your thoughts? I think the well, frozen Hitler is just they froze him while Vandal Savage was there, and then as soon as Vandal Savage was like killed or gone, they just unfroze him, and, and World War II happened like normal. So that's why everything returns to normal uh, in the present day or whatever. When life gives you but... frozen Hitlers, you got to make frozen Hitler lemonade. <laughs> frozen Hitlerade. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, that's... The JSA of the Golden Age was a comic that had Hitler 
and like I was just thinking about it because I wrote a comic relief thing about it that you'll see in a couple weeks. So, <laughs> so it's really funny. But um, <coughs> so it's like Hitler becomes a Silver Age hero called Dynaman, and the trick is we don't know it's Hitler for yeah. the entire thing. It's just like oh, America's got a new superhero, and he's Dynaman, and he's. You know, basically like a Superman archetype. He has but... this weird tiny mustache, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. But it's revealed in the third act that it's like, oh, the ultra humanite transferred Hitler's brain into the superhero's body. And he's been mm-hmm. pretending to be an American hero since the war. Like, oh, he's so evil. <laughs> so the JSA have to fight him. It's like the classic Green Lantern and Flash and Hour Man, everyone. That one was awesome. So it's really Versus not beyond... Hitler. The yeah. realm of DC to have I Hitler guess, yeah. be a superhero villain, like it's happened yeah. before. Um, DC has the Spear of Longitis that was established in the last right. season of JLU. That was something which they say Hitler was looking for with, right. in the episode. Yeah. In the original All Star comics with the JSA, like it, the Spear of Longitis was used to keep heroes out of Nazi Germany, out mm-hmm. of the World War II. Um, yeah, the whole area. So the Spear mm-hmm. of Longitis. There were no heroes. <laughs> that was on the CW Legends, I think. Also. Oh, they did that too? Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of Near Apocalypse of 09, we, we can never really answer questions about it because we never hear anything that happens <laughs> in it. And so anything's possible, really. I we, mean, we're gonna, we have our own version for the comic uh, that's probably... Racial so. ghouls definitely involved. That's all well, yeah, we really yeah. know. Yeah. Raish Raz, whatever his name is. Um, it's definitely going to be our version, I would say, is probably something you didn't expect or think of yourself. Uh, but then again, I wouldn't have ever thought to include Frozen Hitler in it. So I'd mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great knows? idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say yes. That's a great know, band name. But that's an interesting really good idea. Band name. Yeah. No, well, it's not actually. Frozen Hitler. It's not. It's not a good band name. <laughs> it's not. No. <laughs> I Hitler, take it back. Hitler aid. No. Lemon Hitler. Um, <laughs> maybe don't include the word Hitler. Let's in your cut out this name, last no bit. What. Let's cut out this. <laughs> okay. Well, I won't. Um, or not. <laughs> all right. I think that's. I think that's the show. Um, I was gonna shout out uh, Tommy Tejeda on Instagram. He's a guy that uh, did a lot of. Uh, model sheets and storyboard work for uh, the DCAU shows during their time on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he po- he on his Instagram he posts uh, all sorts of stuff all the time that make me really happy. Uh, <laughs> like today, he just posted a model sheet for uh, the Destroyer version of Darkseid. Uh, nice. that I've never seen before and like I've over the years collected like every model sheet you can find on the internet so I like anytime that he posts a model sheet I'm like hell yeah I don't have this one that's awesome like he just <laughs> recently he posted a Brainiac Attacks Mercy image oh, it's wow. like all the all the photos that Jimmy Olsen takes of her in like weird pervy ways um he posted a <laughs> stripe uh model sheet not oh, he did the ago. source did... wall yeah that oh, was about yeah. to say this, the entire source wall which uh, his like original design for it looks slightly different than what we saw on the show because all their mouths are like open and screaming in this version, um, which was not necessarily the case in the show. And he also he also did. I'm not exactly sure how this works sometimes because uh, it seems like he maybe they're like oh we need a sequence where a guy because he'll do stuff like he he posted like oh here's my 
sequence of live wire like going from electricity to a person or whatever mm-hmm. and so it's like maybe they need that for the animators to reference or something like that sure. so they get him to draw it they, they did one of yeah oh. i was gonna bring up the one that threw us for a loop for legacies yeah. number five <laughs> uh, is that what you're about to say yeah. yeah there was one of um it's it was in um alive the second to last episode of jlu where Killer Frost freezes all the um, the villains mm-hmm. inside with Luthor. There was a big fight between Luthor and Grodd's side of the society, and Killer Frost makes a giant iceberg, you know, worth of villains. Yeah, full and so, of villains, yeah. Yeah, so he had drawn this iceberg with all the villains trapped inside, and it was different from what we saw in the episode, but we are kind of going back um, in issue five, and... Um, following up that moment was yeah. with that yeah yeah <laughs> and so it made us look back uh out of yeah our artwork make sure it matched but then we realized it did match the episode and yeah <laughs> and we had to kind of like switch around some of the villain characters yeah, we spent that are like five appear. hours that morning just <laughs> going like oh no oh no yeah the because uh in the episode funny. the people that are in the iceberg thing are the same people that he originally drew, but he also included Bloodsport, I think. No, uh, I can't remember. Oh, Electrocutioner. Oh, yeah. And uh, Silver Silver Banshee. Banshee. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, I don't remember those people being in the iceberg. Like, we looked into this. And then we had to go, like, back and check, and they weren't. So we're like, okay. But then we realized that there were some people that were, like, standing there next to them that weren't. I can't. This was, like, a few days ago, so I can't remember now. But (laughs) it's something where we, we, we had the wrong people on the ship and the wrong people not on the ship or when it explodes and so basically we we've had... been trying to keep track of all the villains associated yeah. with the secret society and figure so out that we know who is in what situation yeah. at the end of the season <laughs> some of them might have died some of them were captured and dead reckoning yeah. in gorilla city just a bunch of random situations yeah and we realized and, yeah, we were so a little wrong <laughs> yeah that was the biggest part was we had like six different characters listed as captured in gorilla city uh, from dead reckoning. And then we had to, then we realized like two of those were actually on the Citadel when it explodes or something. So mm-hmm. then we had to be like, Oh, okay. So now there's only like three characters that are captured. But then we, I went and watched the episode and like freeze framed every shot that you see a villain in and counted the exact villains that are in there. And some of them for some reason on the wiki were listed as being there when they really weren't or vice versa. And we, and then, or we see them in the final scene of the show where Luthor shoots Grodd. <laughs> and so our creative <laughs> fix was to add more villains that hadn't yeah. been on it at all. Yeah. Solovar, <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about this when we do like an issue discussion, I think probably. Yeah. Yeah. Solovar says like, oh, we captured nearly a dozen of his superhero, supervillain cronies. He says like, that in the episode. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the count of how many he should have, he has like two. <laughs> so we added like 10 more people or eight more people or something like that, that you never saw in the secret society, but makes sense to have been in the secret society. So mm-hmm. you'll, you'll see, you'll see. Yeah. They're, they're all, <laughs> like it, le- it's not like, I don't think any of these characters we added to the DCAU. I think they're all villains no. who have been either like mostly in the DCAU. Yeah. There might be one or two who we've only seen for like yeah. for a second in like a comic panel, but. Right. But it should be cool. It should be some fun cameos. Yeah, for for those that don't understand what we're talking about, we do a webcomic <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> called we Legacies of the DCAU. Uh-huh. Uh, it's at legaciesdcau.com. 
Uh, it follows up Justice League Unlimited and will end at the start of Batman Beyond, uh, in theory, if we keep doing it. Which we'll we jump around to. at different stops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be going through different times. Next next calendar year, we plan to do a bunch of 2019 set stories, mm-hmm. I think, um, or at least a couple. So you'll you'll uh, you'll you'll see. <laughs> All right, well, let me get to Ted, do filler. Say something funny while I get to the um Oh, to our plugs. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, we got to plug our stuff. <laughs> I've got yeah. a website. I could talk about my thing. I launched a um, an LLC not too long ago. I got my own oh, yeah. it, mm-hmm. creative services company. It's called Artificially Creative. And really, it's um, just to get my paperwork and text stuff in order for, for my short film work. Um, and so it's a, it's a really nice big step in that realm. Yeah, you screwed me up because you deleted your YouTube channel, and then you made a new one, and I had to re- <laughs> re-tag you in every trivia Tuesday. The last one was a brand, <laughs> like a weird brand account. Yeah, I still have that. Uh, it's That was complicated. But, yeah, I've got a YouTube channel with, like, one or two videos. I'm, I link to some playlists and other stuff that I've been a part of. Um, I've got a website at artificial-inc-creative.com. <laughs> where it has all the other social media links and whatnot. And I keep you also a, have tedkendrick.com. It's actually the same website. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> it forward. It, it kind of evolved. It became that. And uh, the URL, tedkendrick.com, still works. <laughs> it will just send you to the new one. Even on a similar note, thing. on a similar note, if uh, anybody listening to this, so maybe one person maximum, uh, that knows anything about my JTS Entertainment stuff. I did have JTSent.com for a long time, but I recently stopped paying for it because I'm not doing anything with that for the next year or so while I finish my movie. So I just kind of like, uh, there's no point. And I need to redesign the website anyway. So if you ever like, oh, I was going to email you at JTSent.com, don't do that. It doesn't, <laughs> it won't work. It won't work. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody. This podcast is out every other Monday on iTunes and YouTube. Uh, the iTunes link is in the description of the YouTube video if you want to subscribe to us there, slash just listen, whatever. It doesn't really matter to me either way. <laughs> uh, if you're a first-timer or a veteran listener, thank you, and share, share this with people who you think might enjoy it because we need to uh, we can get a couple more people to listen to this. That'd be cool. Um, thank Never you to hurts. Adam Mullen. <laughs> thank you to Adam Mullen for... Uh, the opening music and other music he does for our videos. He's at musica-atomica.com. We're on social media at DCAU Watchtower. You can uh, send us a message through that also or at info at watchtowerdatabase.com. We have videos out on the YouTube channel every Sunday, Thursday, and then Monday, Tuesday. This is the Monday. Tomorrow there's Trivia Tuesdays, and then the following Sunday is a Sunday video. I'm going to stop saying what exactly they are because we changed it last week. <laughs> it was supposed to be Static Shock Timeline last week, but then that happened yesterday. And uh, But I'm also, we're recording this like four days ahead of time, so I have to think to the future, and it's a weird thing to say. So I'm just going to stop saying the exact names of the videos. <laughs> you will find uh, the video. It'll be great. Yeah, it'll be there. If you subscribe we did, to the YouTube we channel. We had our 100th, 100th video. <laughs> we sure did. Day. We if you haven't watched our hundreds, no. Uh. Oh, I, that's a ba- yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say. Hashtag keep the hundreds our- video a secret. <laughs> <laughs> keep bath video a secret. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it's it's it was it that was kind of fun. I, you were like really not wanting to do that video. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, guys, I do like, not have we are time for this. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, we're also on patreoncom JTS Entertainment. If you want to give us your coffee money, there's also something that I've been seeing cosplayers do, uh, where they like they they post a thing that says like so and so bought you a coffee and it's essentially like giving you the amount of money that would equal a cup of coffee oh, cool. um, so that you like equate that in your brain so i got to figure out what that is so i can get us to do that too uh, <laughs> i could use a cup of coffee that's all um thanks again for listening and and find us on all those places and follow us on all those places i think if you follow if we get enough followers on instagram i can do that thing where you swipe up to go to the actual link to the video cuz right Ooh. now i just have to say Hey, uh, follow us on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At DCA Watchtower. All right. Um, Deadpool solo. Go see him. That's it. The end. I love you all. Good. Goodbye. Adios.